Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom audio with me, Terry McMinn, and she played Pam in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey, Terry, how are you doing today? Hi, Scotty. Thanks for inviting me. Not a problem. The honor is all mine. I'm truly grateful that you uh, are, you know, accepted to do the interview. And I know uh, Greg Gilbert even uh, buttered buttered me up to you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So the first question I got for you is, how did you get your start into acting? Um, actually, when I was like 12, 13, mm-hmm. I started taking uh, voice and articulation and then private lessons. So I started doing dramatic interpretations, excerpts from like Exodus and other things to prepare. Um, and that was privately. And then the next year uh, when I entered high school, I guess ninth grade, um, I did uh I started in the speech and drama department and went to UIL contests for the remainder of my time. And so I was, um, I brought home a lot of trophies and medals. Awesome. That's great. So obviously you were in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So what was your audition like for that? Um, Okay. So I heard about it when I got to the theater, Mm -hmm. St. Edward's, Mary Moody Northern Theater, where I was doing a play and was uh, playing the lead. They'd seen my picture in the paper and um, in the Austin American Statesman. And I was in a play with Frank Sutton from Gomer Pyle, um, the sergeant. um, Carter, I think was his name. Anyway, so they uh, asked, they they gave it to my theater director, the message, they left a message with my theater director and he gave me their number. And I really didn't want to do it in the beginning because it was, you know, people, I had no idea who they were. It was non-union, which at that time meant scab, um, scab meaning, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not legitimate. And yeah. um And so anyway, then a couple of days later, soon, a friend of mine said, "Ah, go ahead and call him, Terry. And so I called them and I went into audition and um, I didn't want to do it then. I just I couldn't wrap my mind around chainsaws and meat hooks. (laughs) You know, I I didn't even know that much about it, really. Mm -hmm. And um so then my friend said, well, what else are you doing? You know, in other words, try it, give it a shot. And so call him and tell him you want to do it. So I called Kim Hinkle and I said, hey, I'd really like to be in your film. And he said, OK, we'll um, come over tonight. It was where John, Grandpa and Lou Perriman were sharing an apartment about 10 blocks from me. So he told me to wear short shorts. And um, so I, I put on my little white short shorts with flowers embroidered up the side and a pink shrink top. And 
I got on my bicycle and I rode over and I auditioned and um, I got the part. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, your death scene. Who? How was that filmed and prepped? Well, that was actually one of the easier things to shoot because um, the day before we were going to do it, Toby asked me if I hadn't had thought about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I did. I thought, you know, if the meat hook didn't hit her strategically, like in the spine or something, Mm -hmm. and she could you know, she might try to get off the meat hook. And so he said, yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we'll go with that. So I got there, it was about nine in the morning. And by noon, we had, you know, finished it. It was time for lunch. And when we, um, you know, it was like the, the thing that the, thing that went under my costume was made of parachute strapping and the steel rings from um, parachutes, you know. And uh, so they had a little um, strap that came off of that, that thing. And, um, and when, you know, they did it from the back, mm-hmm. Toby, the director, spotted me while Gunner, you know, put me on and Toby just guided the ring over the hook. And so then they edited it, you know, and it looks so real. Yeah, it, it was it was a really good death scene. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Know. Well, you know, I'd been training for six or seven years, so yep. you know, had all those first place trophies for my years <laughs> of studying, and you know, Absolutely. I spent a year at the Dallas Theater Center, so I was ready. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know? So and speaking, we all, of- we all did. I- we yeah, all. speaking of Toby Hooper, how was he as a director? Um, not really that helpful, to be honest, you know, <laughs> um, kind of not the actor's director. Okay. Um, maybe more interested in the technical. Mm-hmm. Bill and I got together uh, and we figured out our characters' backgrounds and, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And um, so we just kind of had the lines and I do remember one time in the van when we were supposed to be driving by a slaughterhouse, which, you know, smells really bad. And Toby said I was overacting. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't think he knows how I respond or didn't know how I respond to (laughs) things like that, you know. (laughs) Right. So what about Gunnar Hansen? What was it like working with him? Well, um, Gunnar had lived with my boyfriend, George. And I had known him the year before and we were arch enemies because he, he had always tried to leave me out and take George out oh. to meet, pick up chicks and drink beer and, mm-hmm. you know, smoke pot and all this stuff. And so I just, I hated him, you know? And so when I finally broke up with George, I thought, you know, God, it was good. I'll never have to see that guy again, you know? Right. And um, so when we got to our first day to sign contracts. Kim stuck his head out the RV door and he said, hey, Terry, come over here. I want you to meet Leatherface. So I got over to the um, RV and I walked in, and you know, sitting about halfway midway down in a banquet with his back to me was this very large man with curly brown hair. 
And so, you know, just as I'm getting up even with him and he's as tall sitting down as I am standing up. And, um, you know, I was just about to say, you know, hey, good to meet you. And just as I was about to get the words out and he turned his head to me, we both jumped back and said, what are you doing here? (laughs) 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 And he did the same thing simultaneously. It was like, what? wow that's so crazy (laughs) and i kept thinking oh my god what have i gotten myself into that this asshole is here (laughs) (laughs) and um anyway but we had coffee and we you know turned out that george owed him money too so (laughs) 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 so anyway we just got on with it and professionally really i had more fun working on our scenes because it was Mm -hmm. he and i Mm -hmm. and you know we were choreographed and you know, it, it was like nine hours of just straight acting like you were right. scared for your life. And, you know, so I'm doing that in the day and I'm playing the lead in a great play at night. Lizzie and the Rainmaker with Peter Breck, this really good actor from, um, you know, he was he was in the Big Valley. He was like Nick mm-hmm. Barkley on the Big Valley or something. Nice. And um, so, you know, I was getting standing ovations at night and filming in the day. You know, it's a actor's dream come true (laughs) absolutely exactly um so you probably get asked this question a lot um so there's that famous shot of you walking from the ground up um so what were your initial thoughts about that scene and what do you think about that scene all these years later oh initially i said i dotty was refreshing my makeup and i looked out of the corner of my eye and daniel our cinematographer and her Mm -hmm. husband were you know he was under the swing that i was supposed to go sit in Mm -hmm. and he was like right underneath where my rear end would be Mm -hmm. and i said dotty what is daniel doing under the swing and she's i don't know i don't know she didn't know (laughs) so i said so i proceeded to tell toby i said what is you know and it went on for like six seven minutes or whatever and i was just saying look i'm not gonna do that you know i am not gonna sit there and because you know even when i'd gotten back after they closed down after two weeks because they ran out of money and then we came back to sign new contracts of deferred money and um, so they they'd said, hey, what would you think about doing a skinny dipping scene, Terry? Well, you know, they couldn't have even gotten it in because of the, I mean, you can't, you know, nudity to get yourself seen by the general public. You can't put nudity in, you know, it was bad mm-hmm. enough meat hooks. And so right. it was obviously for personal, you know, filming. I said, nope, nope, won't be doing any. Nope, won't be doing any nude. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and um, so, I, you know, I was smart enough to look out for myself because I had no agent, nobody looking out for me. You know, who are mm-hmm. these people asking me to do nude, you know? Right. So anyway, um, I kept my clothes on and um, Toby finally said to me after, you know, we'd hashed this out. He said, oh, Terry, God damn it. We're going to shoot around it. <laughs> Well, they certainly did that. They shot wow. a scope and technicolor all around my 
red shorts. <laughs> and so that was what I wasn't scared of Leatherface. I was scared of when, you know, if it ever came out that my mother and my Aunt Sherry, you know, mm-hmm. religious as the day is long and anti acting, anti me acting, mm. totally unsupportive. If that right. you know, if there's a better word than unsupportive. <laughs> right. I don't know what it would be. And um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I didn't like it. And then when I came out, you know, in 2008, 35 years later, I first said to the guy who was repping me, I said, you know, we don't really need to concentrate on that red shorts shot. You know, <laughs> there's really no reason. Just concentrate on the meat hook, you know, because mm-hmm. I had like one or two pictures to sell, you know, and mm-hmm. I was supposed to come out at Monster Mania. I had no idea, you know, I couldn't wrap my head around why people wanted to talk to me. But right. anyway, he said, Terry, he said, you know, that shot is taught in directing classes across the world. And I said, <laughs> ah, you're kidding. He said, no, it's yeah. You know, have you ever watched YouTube, Terry, your shots on your death scenes on YouTube? And I said, no, you know. And I thought I was horrible in the film. I had never, you know, I mean, we kind of, uh, at the very last, I needed to leave to go make $600 a week. I was dead broke and they weren't going to release me because they they had a day of pickup shots and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. plan around my six week run. 3,600, you know, in today's Mm -hmm. money, that's like 15 grand, you know. Mm it was a lot of money. And so I was angry. So when you see me sitting on the steps, looking sad with my, you know, that's what was happening that day, pickup shots. (laughs) And so I was not a happy camper and um, Mm -hmm. I had no idea they were going to use me in all their trailers, you know, right. They, you know, friend, I was at work (laughs) slinging drinks in Dallas, which I had to move there right afterward because I couldn't get a job in Austin. I'd lost my waitressing job because they'd gone over filming, you know, so I was really up the creek with no paddle. And um, I was slinging drinks and I said, hey, Mike, two scotch and sodas, blah, 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 or something. And he said, hey, Terry, didn't you say you were in some horror film? I said, yeah, I did a horror. I, I filmed a horror film in Austin before I left. And he said, well, they're using you in all the trailers. It's out. And I said, oh, Mike, that's no. Can I just get my drinks? You know, I'm like, he's crazy. And it's really busy. You know, I've got lots right. of drinks. And sure enough, there I was right in all their trailers, you know. Oh. And um <laughs> So, but they didn't even invite me to the premiere in Austin, you know, maybe they didn't know how to, I don't know, you know, there was no Google then, so I'm not sure where I was or whatever, but, you know, there was no love lost, you know, because they'd held, they'd held me back when I couldn't pay my rent or buy food, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, no hard feelings, guys, but get the out of my life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so when um, I came out and I saw, you know, I watched my, I went to, I said, first of all, when he said YouTube, I said, so what's YouTube? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and so, you know, I had to in Google and, you know, I was just beginning to really get on the internet, you know, right. so I went on the internet and I, I Googled my name and I was afraid I was so naive about the internet. I thought somebody could see that I was watching it. <laughs> I kind of crept on, you know, <laughs> and then I watched, you know, I saw like, wow, there I was, you know, running from Gunner and doesn't mean, you know, and mm-hmm. falling in the, the chicken room and, you know, and I said, well, geez. So I watched it again, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, well, that's not so bad, Terry. And then I, <laughs> I watched it again. Then I watched it again. And I went, God dang it, Terry, you were good in that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I had never for 35 years done anything but beat myself up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah. you know, we're so good at that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, you- that was a turning point. I then said to the guy repping me, I said, hey, do you think we could get some billboards up on sunset with that shot (laughs) (laughs) i was all in (laughs) nice yeah you were really good in this in this film and it's just it's your death is just iconic that that shot is iconic like it really is and your Uh acting i thought was superb as well oh thank you so much well i'm glad i could finally embrace it you know me too um, it's such a waste of time to, you know, try and beat yourself up when, yeah. you know, sure, there were things I could have done a lot better, but, you know, mm-hmm. it did pretty well for yeah. all the, you know, challenges <laughs> that we had facing us, you know? Yep, exactly. And, um, yeah, and that scene, um, you know, where I'm out going out the door, I mean, that's like, you know, that's so because I almost <laughs> get away from this guy, you know? Right. So it's a very, I think, emotional scene for everyone because they're feeling like, oh, my God, she's almost <laughs> gotten away from him, you know, and they can identify with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what was the best part about filming Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And what about the worst? I think that the best was um, the catering Okay. Ted Nicholas' wife, Sally, was an amazing cook. And every nice. day she brought us the best food. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, after the first two, you know, few weeks, especially <laughs> you looked forward to her because I didn't really have a lot of money, you know. Right. So, uh, anyway, that was great. And, um, you know, it was fun getting to know um uh, you know, Bill and I got to be friendly and I loved working mm-hmm. with Lou and, you know, mm-hmm. Marilyn and I weren't very close because we were so competitive at the time, both of right. us ambitious, competitive, you know, right. and um, for me, that disappeared 35 years later when we met, you know, I it had disappeared for me. Hadn't really mm-hmm. disappeared for Marilyn. She was still really hoping to act again. Right. And for me, I had had it in a drawer for so long, you know, doing mm-hmm. other things and mm-hmm. accomplishing things that, you know, I enjoyed doing. I had a flower business, I ran hotels and right. different things, you know. So anyway, um, so I think those were the two things. And just mm-hmm. the idea that, um, you know, now it's fun. I mean, I just got finished with doing Frightmare. Okay. And that was like, 
killer. I mean, <laughs> whoa, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> Three days of nonstop, you know, meeting and, and enjoying it. And I'm going to Houston on the uh, next uh, 22nd to the 24th of July. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm from Houston, so I've never done a show there. So that'll right. be kind of fun, you know, to go back to my hometown. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, the only thing I hate is I hate the travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know, I had to spend, like I did a show, John and I did a show in, what was it, Illinois. And mm-hmm. um, it was a small town. So there was three hour drive to the little town and you land at this little airport, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so they have tornado warnings and okay. things. And so ended up missing our flight going back. Uh, we got hung up at that little airport. And then when we finally got to O'Hare, there were no more flights out. Right. <laughs> oh, man. 70 year old woman sleeps in O'Hare airport, you know, <laughs> I mean, because the flight was going to be in six hours. What are you going right. to do? You know, it's there's no point in trying to get to a hotel. Right. And um, but fortunately, they had those kind of seats. That was a, a whole line of seats, but no mm-hmm. armrests. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was a break, Scotty. <laughs> oh, man, man, I can only imagine. You know, but yeah, but for me at my age, you know, it's no longer like I've been there. I've done it. I've traveled. Mm-hmm. I've moved. 50 times, you know, to different <laughs> new places. And so for me, it's like, oh, I don't really want to travel. <laughs> right. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I'm I'm actually going to Monster Mania at Hunt Valley, Maryland, September 30th, October 2nd. Oh, killer show. Yeah. I must say killer show. Yeah, I have to admit, this is my first time going to Monster Mania. <laughs> oh, wow. You're you're I mean, it's. It's, you know, it's kind of bad because that was our first show. So I, after two days, mm-hmm. you know, I finally wrapped my mind around what was going on. And right. I turned around to the cast mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of a lull, which mm-hmm. we almost never. And I said, hey, can we do this like every weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and they yep. said, don't get spoiled. This is a very big show. You know, yeah. Monster Mania is one of the big ones. One of the right. biggest ones. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to um, get the Houston show going, though, because the guy's really nice. It's yeah. uh, promoting it. And he's, um, you know, they need help. It's a small yeah. show. Houston needs a show. Texas needs another show. It's a big state, yep. you know. And, Agreed. Um, so he's got a pretty good lineup. If you if you look at my Instagram page. Awesome. Yeah. I've been, awesome. I've been kind of delinquent. <laughs> well, the last question I do got for you, though, is for you to promote any social media accounts and any other appearances you got going on, projects or anything else that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience. Well, I'm I'm going to Houston to the Houston Horror Film Fest in yeah. July 22nd to 24th, and then I'm going to Del Rio in September. Nice. So it's a small show, but I did it a few years ago, and it's a lot of fun. Met some awesome. really sweet people, and um, they, you know, they don't get a chance to get to other shows. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, that those are the two I'm doing. 
And, you know, I'll be honest with you, for the first time in 12 years, because I started, well, 2008, how many years mm-hmm. is that? That's 14 years yeah. I've been doing Facebook. And wow. I, you know, so I have been taking like major breaks, you mm-hmm. know, um, I kind of really, uh, they, that thing in Uvalde really upset me a lot, you know? Mm, yeah. My, it's my state and, you know, it's just, you know, yeah. just broke that was really heart. sad. So I just kind of went off social media, you know, okay. I decided, hey, I'm, I'm done. But right. I went on last week and I posted a couple of things on Pam, the original Chainsaw Gals page. OK. And I did uh, posted a, a few on um, Instagram, Chainsaw Gal. OK. And um, I'm not really taking on new friends on my personal page. I've got right. like 50, but. With the politics the way they are, I yeah, say, eh, no point. And so yeah. I make most everything I post on my personal page public. So okay. you can't comment, but you can enjoy them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I figure that's fair, you yeah. know. And um, so I, but I'm on. I only post the shows I'm going to on Pam's page. But I can, when you send me the link tomorrow, I can share it on Pam's page. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So if you send me like a picture with it or whatever. Yeah. Your your thing. And um, would that be good? Yeah, absolutely. I I would definitely do that. I can uh, I can actually send you the flyer that I made up. Um, I I keep all my promotional flyers. I could just send that. It'll say coming soon on there, but you can post on there. Like it's finally out or something like that. So yeah, I can can send you that with the link. It's here. So I will definitely do that. And, um, it'll probably be tomorrow afternoon. Yep. That'll be great. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you. I really yeah, not appreciate a problem. you inviting I, me to your show. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to make this happen. I'm really grateful. I'm a big fan of yours, and I'm grateful that we could have done this interview. Me too. Great All talking right. to you. Same to you. You have a great rest of your day. Absolutely. Enjoy right. your day. Bye. Bye.